What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast. My name is Cub Cooker, and I uh, wanted to do a little uh, video today, a little podcast. What's up, Michael? How are you doing? Talking about something that you need to know, that I need to know, that we all need to know. Um, I've been dealing with a lot of uh, really stressful situations lately, and then there's been people around me that have been dealing with horrible situations, beyond stressful, tragic even. Um, and I've been noticing that, I've been seeing that, and I just realized that it's time to quit playing games. It's time to, um, I'm not just making content to be entertaining, I'm making content to help people, to help myself. Uh, because the world is hurting right now. And this is not a religious video. This is not a religious podcast. Uh, I'm not going to push any brand of faith on anyone. But I am here to tell you that um, the world is shifting. Some people call it 5D shift. Some people call it um, the new metaverse. Some people call it um, the end times. Whatever you want to call it. Um, it's obvious that things are happening. And again, I'm not going to preach too much on that because I don't have to tell you. All you have to do is look out your window, drive around in your car. You can see it. Uh, you, you know it's happening. So what I want to talk about today is this text behind me. Um, and if you're listening on the podcast, welcome. Um, but for everybody here on the live stream, Mary, Emily, what is up? How are you doing? Mia Max, welcome. James Dean, thanks for being here. Josh Martin, what is up? How are you doing? Joseph, thanks for joining. I appreciate you guys being here. Rose, Michael, thanks for joining. Um, I'll try to do some more shout outs here in a second, but, um, this is the book of Enoch text. This is a piece of the text that they found. Uh, they've found it in different uh, translations, different languages. Yes, it's one of the old scrolls uh, that they found. And they've uh, basically showed how these texts uh, were around during the time of Christ and would have been known and possibly even taught by Christ himself. And there's a lot of evidence that he even referenced these uh, scriptures in his teachings. Um, now don't believe me, that's fine. Go look it up. Go do the research for yourself. Um, I always tell people to do the research because um, your research will lead you down a rabbit hole for your unique faith. And again, my channel is for anyone of any walk of life, faith, religion, belief, orientation, doesn't matter. These are important things for all of us to know together. So I had to read the book several times to understand it wasn't easy for me. June says... Yeah, absolutely. Um, Book of Enoch is very tricky to understand because it's kind of just jumbled together. Um, a lot of the Bible that we have is seemingly jumbled together anyway, but Book of Enoch is a little bit worse in the form of being jumbled together because it's hard to um, decipher what he's talking about uh, when it took place. As you can see from this scroll, there's pieces missing. Um, a lot of these scriptures that we have, including... Uh, other scriptures that I teach from, like Gospel of Thomas, um, have pieces or little chunks out of them. And so scholars have to make their best guess, or when we find other pieces that corroborate this 
they can kind of put the pieces together, if that makes sense. So um, I'm definitely not an expert in that. But what I do like doing is reading it. So um, we are going, yes, to the watchers, James, that's what we're talking about. Um, have you looked into sun worship? I have not. Um, Dead Sea Scrolls, yes. Uh, can you read them? Yes, we're going to read some of them today. I can't read this. Um, I honestly don't even know what language that's in, but um, I'm going to read some of the English translation today. Fallen angels impregnated women and brought us giants. Absolutely. Um, Catholic Church sun worshipers. I haven't looked that up. You're like the third person today to mention that. So I definitely want to check out what that's all about. So thank you for bringing that to my attention. Yes, James, the Nephilim. Um, so we have the Sumerian belief system. And kind of the early Sumerian beliefs were that there was El Elyon, and El Elyon had a wife. And that, that was the Godhead, the supreme being of the universe. And then he had a wife or a feminine energy that he created all things with including his sons, which uh, were considered in earlier texts to be 70 sons of God. Uh, in early texts, there is the belief that Yahweh is one of those sons of El Elyon. There is not a lot of, and this is a very controversial thing I'm going to say, so take it with a grain of salt, do your own research, but there is a lot of belief and, and even proof, I think, that Yahweh is one of those 70 sons of El Elyon. And that Yahweh was assigned to Israel. Because at the Tower of Babel, the great God, El Elyon, sends the people of the earth out to be taken care of by their gods or um, to, to go live with their gods. Um, a lot of this is mythologies, too. We have to remember... The different traditions and mythologies that are passed down. Uh, do they come from something true? I don't know. But I think it's very interesting. And I also think with extraterrestrial activity that we see uh, in modern times and in ancient times. If you watch Ancient Aliens at all, um, the proof is out there, guys. Like the, it's, it's, That's a rabbit hole I could go down all day long. Um, so... We are descendants of giants. Uh, yeah, and so we have the flood. The flood, you know, took out a lot of the giants, and not all of them, but a lot of them, um, and kind of reset everything. Um, and then flash forward to the time of Christ. So there's a great book called Reversing Herman. It's on my profile in the book club. Um, it's by Dr. Michael Heiser. If you haven't read it and you want to understand Enoch... First off, if you haven't picked up Book of Enoch, I highly recommend that. That's in my book club as well. Uh, hello from Greece. What's up? Hey, thank you for being here from Greece. That is awesome. Harry, how are you doing? Uh, we added the extra. Yes, we always add the extra, right? Uh, Y-H-W-H, yes, absolutely. So uh, Y-H-W-H or Yahweh in uh, like the ancient Sumerian cultures was considered the storm god. Um, and the descriptions of when he would show up is it was this loud, thunderous sound and dirt and wind and fire and storm clouds. And we see that with like the Israelites. However, if you flash forward and you look at what Christ said and who he said he was from, uh, it does not line up with 
the descriptions and the character of Yahweh. Now, growing up, a lot of people have said, well, I don't believe in the angry God of the Old Testament. And I think the reason that people struggle with that is because that angry God of the Old Testament is a son of God ascribed to Israel uh, to kind of keep order on the earth. And that that God can be bargained with and talked to and you can be taken up into the vessel or the ship or the hiding place or whatever you want to call it with that God. Um, and people argue with me all the time that, no, there's only one God. And I'm like, well, every spiritual text on the face of the planet says that there's more than one God. Now, I believe there's one true God. And Christ said to worship uh, my Father in spirit and in truth. And that's why I believe in El, the Most High, El Elyon, God Most High, um, Father, the Father of Christ, that's who I believe. Um, that's who I believe in. Uh, I believe in all of them, but that's who I worship. That's who I follow. That's who I am a part of. That is who I'm connected to in consciousness. So, um, let's take some comments here. So, um, the giants are uh, mind. The giants are unclean spirits. Um, Eok, uh, I don't know how to say that, but is Greek for uh, location of our souls. Uh, we are not from giants, but from Noah's son, Ham, started uh, the race in Asian and Caucasians. Um, Harry, have you ever heard that? That's right. Anyway, good, good conversations, guys. Thank you so much. Uh, sorry, I can't always keep up with all the comments here, but... Um, so anyway, let me, let me give you real quick the overview. I'll give you the spark notes here on, um, on what Enoch is. So let me pick a different... Uh, well, you can't read that. So here's Enoch talking to an angel here. Uh, so Enoch was a scribe of God. He's taken up by angels. He was a mediator between angels and the Most High. Um, he would go back and forth, um, and there's a time where he's in front of the Most High. He can't even see the face of the Most High, um, and the angels never leave the Most High. The Most High is on the throne uh, with fire uh, spewing forth from underneath it. He needs no attendance. Um, yes, they petition Enoch, basically, after they decide to create their own race with humans, um, they go out and they petition Enoch, like, hey, will you go tell God that we shouldn't have done that and please don't punish us, basically. Um, so he, uh, sorry about, there's a bus going by here. So he, um, he goes up and talks to God. Well, then the archangels answer and, well, there will be punishment on the fallen angels. They will be locked up. Um, but before they were locked up, they created children and those children were giants or men of renown or the men of old. Um, and so there's giants in every culture. The Epic of Gilgamesh has giants in it. We got David and Goliath. Um, and so, you know, that's not a new mythological thing to our cultures. And when I say the word mythology, I don't mean that it's not true. I mean that it is an interpretation of truth and and everything that we have is a mythology because it's an interpretation of someone's experience. 
Even the descriptions of Yahweh in the Bible is an interpretation of what we may see today and go, oh, that's a spaceship. Those are aliens. Well, back then they went, oh, that's a god. And I'm not saying that they're not gods, by the way. I'm not saying they're not sons of God. So let's get that clear. When I talk about extraterrestrials, I believe they are divine beings. A lot of people say, no, extraterrestrials are just demons. Well, that is not, there is no case in point for that. That is not scriptural at all. Demons, scripturally, according to the book of Enoch, are the souls of the unalived giants after the flood. That they continue to roam the earth for they could not descend or ascend. Their soul was lost, basically lost in time and space. And that they are here to torment uh, the sons and daughters of men. So, uh, Enoch was saved for us for this time. James, amen, I absolutely believe that. Miguel, thank you for the roses and gifts. I appreciate that. Uh, bodiless spirits, James says, yes, absolutely. So that is why this is important. Because Enoch really sets a foundation for a lot of our mythologies. And helps us understand the God that we serve. And I am here not under um, any kind of religious order. I'm not here to start a new church. I'm not here to start a new faith. I'm here to uncover what has been lost. Uncover what we're really a part of so that we can all find our unique, individual, personal faith um, and go to the Most High God because the Most High God is not a God of the Israelites. It's not. He's not a God of... Uh, the Egyptians. He's not a god of Asian culture or American culture or Western re religion. He is a god of truth and spirit. And Christ came not to bring Christianity, but to bring salvation, to bring enlightenment, to bring a pure connection to the Most High. Uh, and show us what we really are. Ye shall judge angels. And so if extraterrestrials are the angels, then we'll judge them. I think that's a plan that they don't want to get out. They've deceived us with the fact that, oh, they're just technological, or oh, they're working with governments, or oh, they're just weird things in the night sky, when they are part of the divine order, I fully believe. So I love how you said that, Aaron says, thank you so much. Uh, angels don't have wings, amen. We put wings on them. Because that represents flight. Angels are the balls of light that we see in the night sky. Uh, it says in the Bible that we make, uh, it says in the Bible that uh, for he makes his angels spirits and his servants flames of fire. And so, you know, you see those spirit orbs floating through the trees. We see the balls of fire in the sky. Um, you have Moses with the burning bush. Uh, and it says it looked like uh, amber folding in on itself. Guys, this is all stuff that we experience today. You can watch uh, Secret of Skinwalker Ranch. Uh, that's in my bio as well in the book club, even though it's actually media. Um, but you can go check out that and Ancient Aliens and all of that stuff over there. Uh, really, really cool stuff. Um, if you guys want to go down the rabbit hole more, I, I really appreciate everyone being here and all of the support with this, um, end times production. Yeah, James End times production. Um, I really like him. He has come a long way. I used to not really be a big fan of his channel, but he finally started 
digging into some of this stuff and going, wait a minute, um, there's more out there than just talking about, you know, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus in the Bible. Now, I believe Jesus. I believe in Jesus. I believe in Christ. But I believe his mission was different than what most people Why? Every time I come out here, guys, to do a podcast outside, beautiful, quiet day, and now we got a guy driving a, a big old forklift down the middle of my street for some reason. Makes no sense. I'm telling you, somebody doesn't want this message out. Somebody doesn't want it out, guys. And I'm not saying I'm a prophet. I'm not saying anything like that. Um, I'm also saying look at what Christ said. Uh, he never came and said that he was the Jewish Messiah. He never said he was the Islamic Messiah or the Western civilization Messiah. He said, who do you say I am? Uh, and that is mind-blowing. When you stop listening to what the church says about him and you start listening to what he said about him and what he asked you about him, the answer is clear. We're dealing with something that we don't understand and we're dealing with something that we try to make into a convenient truth when really it is highly inconvenient and it does require that we leave all presumptions and all of our prior self and life behind. Let me say that again. There's a train. See, I'm t- you need no more proof. We need no more proof than to listen to what I'm saying. And I need to re-listen to this too. We need no more proof than the fact that I can't sit out here and it's been quiet all day. And now I've got cars, I've got the neighbor moving his car, I've got a train going by, I had a forklift go by. Guys, this is a powerful message, so please share this with your friends and family. You can find it on the podcast. Find it. Let me put that back in there. Sorry about the microphone. You can find this on my podcast. It's on my website, cubcooker.me. If you want to listen in your car, it's posted there every day. It's also on the YouTube channel, my Facebook page. Um, In the name of Jesus, stop interfering, Satan. Amen. Absolutely. Um, I don't like church buildings. Yes, I totally agree, James. Um, There's something creepy about them, man, especially the old ones. And the new ones just feel like like sterile hospitals to me I don't know I'm just I'm not a big fan of them to me church is nature church is you guys church is uh, inside me and that's what Christ said and that's all I'm here to do that's what this channel is about Um, I am by all intents and purposes I lean towards the Gnostic beliefs don't don't let that scare you I put Gnosis on my profile because Gnosis means understanding hidden spiritual knowledge. There is no better description of what Christ came to do than understanding spiritual knowledge. Uh, Because when we know, we know. And it changes everything about the world and about our life. How many people do we all know that confess the name J-E-S-U-S? but they haven't become Christ. And that, I think, is a huge distinction between the modern church, even the church in Acts was trying to follow Christ rather than be Christ. And I think that's what we're supposed to be. That's just my humble opinion. 
It does not mean that it's right. It does not mean that it's right for you. But for a lot of people that come across my channel, it is the right answer and it is the right decision because it's that next step in faith. It's that next step down the rabbit hole to realize that Christ is not a Christian. Christ is not a Muslim. Christ is not agnostic. Christ is not atheist. Christ is Christ and Christ is in us. And that consciousness connects us to the true Father no matter what. No matter what. Because we have Him. Because of what He did. Period. Period. End of sentence. No, do this and that. And the church and the whole. And then the, oh, and then we got to do this and the blah, blah, blah. It's just love each other. Worship God in truth and spirit. And realize who you really are. And that's why I put on my profile too. Discover your true identity. Discover who you are and what your supernatural gifts are. That is so important, guys, because the world is hurting. You need to know this. I need to know this. I can't forget. I get distracted on here, and I like talking about all the fun stuff on here, about the UFOs and ancient aliens and all that good stuff. But at the end of the day, we all have a purpose on this planet. And that purpose is not just to get up, have coffee, go to work, come home, have dinner, go to sleep, maybe have some kids and some grandkids at some point, and then pass on and hope for the best. It's so that we can actually love each other up, love others up. Think about, C.S. Lewis said it best. He said that, you know, it is either immortal glories or immortal horrors who we marry snub, divorce, take to court, who our neighbors are. And I'm paraphrasing that, but you can look up the quote. You know, C.S. Lewis had such a deep understanding of who God is. And he was not a Christian author. And we've put him in the Christianity section. Yet he was a very much the knowing type author. He knew, and I talk a lot about third eye, talk a lot about spiritual eyes, and people argue with me over that. Um, And so, you know, Christ said, if thine eye be single, the whole body is full of light. So I follow Christ because of that, because he is a master, he is a teacher, and I believe he is my savior. And so, um, again, I don't push that on anyone because I want everyone to have their own unique experience. If anyone does anything because I say so, then that's always the wrong decision. It should be because you're moved to do it, because your truth moves you to do it. The Holy Spirit, God inside you, your consciousness, whatever you want to call it, moves you to truth. Um, Tolkien, oh yeah, absolutely. Tolkien, uh, we could do a whole series on Tolkien. Um, he he got it too, guys, I fully believe. And... Um, We've been, uh, we're going to be diving into some stuff. Uh, Jesus was Jewish. Yeah, he was born into a Jewish culture, absolutely, and he practiced that, but he was also missing for about 18 years. Uh, and there's a lot of strong evidence that he went up into uh, Tibet and studied with uh, monks there and studied those traditions um, of like the Buddhist traditions. So um, there's no proof of that, but. I like to uh, I like to imagine that because a lot of what he said is very 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 similar, and uh, start reading those texts back to back, and you'll go, hey, wait a minute, this is weird. 
Um, and that you're not going to get told that in church. So um, let's see. Um, let's see. I got a couple more questions on here. Uh, yes. So somebody commented. Then he said unto me, "Even so, also is Israel's portion." Uh, yeah, absolutely. And a lot of times when Israel was being talked about as a portion to God, uh, even in Job, I'm studying Job right now. Look at Job because Job goes back and forth between talking about God and talking about the Lord. And if you look those up in Hebrew, they are two different things. Um, and it's not just the tense changing. It's in the same sentence. Uh, it will say that Job feared God. And the word for God there is God Most High, that El, Elohim, big E, and then, or El Elyon. And then the word used for when he was taken up in front of the Lord, uh, or no, Job wasn't taken up, but when uh, uh, Satan went up and talked with the Lord. Sorry, I'm getting my uh, Job and Enoch crossed here. I study a lot of stuff, so. Uh, But when Satan is taken up before the Lord and they're discussing Enoch, the Lord is Yahweh there. So that's the Lord, but God Most High is also talked about because even the Lord says he fears God Most High. Have you considered my servant Job? So guys, we have to look at this stuff because you got millions of people that think they're serving God Most High and they're calling out the name of Yahweh. I'm just saying what better deception then we still have gods that want to be worshipped rather than point to their creator. And I find that wonderful and terrifying. Um, And again, I'm not telling you you have to take this as truth, but I'm telling you we need to know this because the world is hurting and people don't understand. And the better we understand, the better we can love our neighbor. The better we understand the deception that is on this entire planet. The better we can break through the matrix with love and with what Christ said we are supposed to be to each other. So, uh, Baal is Satan, absolutely. Um, but here's the deal. Satan's been walking the earth. We don't have a lot of proof that Satan is flesh like we do with Baal, like we do with Yahweh. Uh, Yahweh has been seen and contacted Yet when you talk about the Most High, you see the face like the sun and the clothes uh, that are you can't even look upon it. Uh, so there's there's a differentiation between that. So Baal, by definition, in the Sumerian text, is Baal and Yahweh would have been one of uh, or two of the sons of God. That there were seventy of them over seventy nations of the earth. Uh, June says you're right. Thank you, June. I appreciate that. I don't know if I'm right. But I'm trying to figure it out. And I I want all of us to go out and love each other in truth and light um, and not in some sort of constructed religion that we feel like we need to just spew um, scripture from and go, well, this is true. That's why I look at things like Enoch, because it does put together pieces that we've left out in the church. So Khan says, I agree. Let's see. What's Captain Church? Uh, where does he land? Uh, is Allah 
Yahweh. That I don't know. I need to look into that more. Um, Allah may actually be one of the sons of El Elyon, uh, which would be a brother to Yahweh or a brother to Baal. So I don't know that. I will have to look that up. I'm just now learning all of this. I didn't even know that there was a chance that Yahweh and El Elyon were different. I thought they were all just different names of God. But when you actually start looking into the Hebrew, you actually start looking into the Greek, you actually look into uh, all of these ancient texts, and there's more of them that I can't even remember right now, uh, it gets weird, and it gets like, wait a minute, what are we talking about? What are we doing here? Like, what what are our churches set up for? Like, this is, it, it gets... It gets rabbit hole, um, but I think the rabbit hole is important because uh, we come out the other side different. Let me say that again. I think the rabbit hole is important because we come out the other side different. The rabbit hole may be disturbing. It may be scary. It may be life-shaking, but there's a reason Christ said that we have to leave it all behind and follow him because he is a rabbit hole, and that rabbit hole came to break all of the traditions that they were holding in their society. Why do you think he was taken to the cross? He challenged everything through these parables, and they finally started uh, figuring out what he was talking about. Are you a Mormon, bro? I am not a Mormon, Vin says. Uh, no, I'm not a Mormon. Um, I know lots of Mormons, uh, friend, uh, really good friends with a Mormon. Um, but um, flat earth or round earth, I don't really have an opinion on that. Um, I can't see it. I don't have a spaceship I can go up and look. Uh, it could be an egg shape to me. It could be, uh, I don't know. You know, I, It's hard for me to believe that we would have all of the data that we do and still be under a huge deception. Yet I'm finding that that's true even with scripture. So I don't know. I definitely believe in the firmament. I definitely believe in the barrier, the protective bubble on this planet or this this whatever that we're in. Um, definitely. So four corners of the earth. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we have to remember too, guys, a lot of what we have in Scripture, when it says he's taken up by an angel, we think, you know, and it says he had the face of a man or whatever, we, we just go, okay, it looks just like my neighbor. Okay, he had wings because he can fly. When really the truth is probably much weirder, the, it probably had the technology to fly, probably had the face of a man because he had eyes and a mouth in the same place, probably had, um, you know, came with thunder and wind because there was an engine to bring this thing down. So, you know, you have that description of Yahweh. Um, so when we talk about things like, you know, that's one of the, the earth things that we talk about with the the four corners. Well, if it's talked about in scripture, it has to be verbatim true. Well, we have to understand that people were giving their best understanding because even in some of these visions and trips that people went on uh, in the Bible and in ancient scripture, they were taken to the four corners of the earth. Were they actually taken to four corners of the earth or were they taken to the poles? Uh, were they taken, um, you know, we don't know. We, we don't know um, where they were actually taken. That was their best guess, is what I'm saying. So we have to take all of the scripture as the best guess of the author um, in a very holistic way. Holistic as in the whole of scripture and holistic as in it is holy scripture. It is a 
supernatural experience of something that we don't understand. But we can definitely start looking around us and go, hey, there's things in the sky. Hey, there's people that have been taken up in the night uh, that have been abductees of these extraterrestrials. Hey, there's people that are uh, having visions and dreams. Hey, there's people that have experienced time loss and time loops and warps. And so we have to take into account, if you wrote that down, you would have the best description that they had of it but it wouldn't necessarily be accurate and maybe it can't be accurate because we don't even have the words in our reality to describe what they're talking about. Just a rabbit trail there, but anyway, so, um, uh, firmament on top. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, that's exactly what the Bible says. And I definitely don't like to get into that here because to me, it doesn't matter to me. What matters more is the truth about the scripture that we have the truth about the hierarchy of the gods, the truth about who the highest God is, the truth about who Christ was, the truth about who I am. Honestly, that's the most important thing, and that's why I have my channel, is who am I and who are you? Because if we think that we're just evolved creatures, that changes how we live our life. If we think that we serve a Christian God, then that changes how we live our life. If we think that we serve a Muslim God, that changes how we live our life. If we serve a Jewish God, that changes how we live our life. But if we serve a universal God and we follow the law of love that Christ laid out, not just in a hippie way on like, do whatever you want, it's okay, just love each other, kumbaya. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about we are the universal consciousness. We are connected to the universal Father. His logos is in everything. The word of God is the logos of God. It's the creative. That's why I love tie-dye. It's that Fibonacci sequence that everything spirals inward and outward as above, so below, as within, so without. The kingdom is within you and also outside of you. Uh, if thine eye be single, the whole body is full of light. We have a way to see past this reality. And Christ told us exactly how to do that. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one goes to the Father except through me. And the word through there means because of, not through as in he's a door, but through as in because of what he did, nobody can go back to the Father except for what I'm about to do. That's what he was talking about. I fully believe from my limited understanding of Scripture, but what I feel like God has poured on my heart as a spiritual understanding. So understand I'm not a scholar, but I do seek in the Spirit all the time. So that's where, where all of this is coming from. People go, how did you learn all this? It's a spirit thing, guys. I practice the spirituality that Christ talked about. And I believe every faith culture should try it because it, it is life-changing. So, because of what he did, this makes me joyful. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. Uh, Colette says, um, yeah, so because of what he did. Uh, again, no one goes to the Father except through me. And I've been deceived on that for years, thinking it was like, okay, I gotta go through the door and I gotta go say the prayer and Jesus come into my life. It's like because of what he did, because of him, everyone on the planet can go to God. And that's amazing to me. So uh Satan had to ask God's permission to torture Job. So he had to ask Yahweh's permission. They made an agreement together. And that's what we're talking about, James. Is, um, and so read that. Like go Read the King James of that, but then open the interlinear and read um, the, the Hebrew of that and look at the two different names for God there. In the same sentences, 
there's no reason that that name would be changed because um, one of them is the Lord and one of them is God. Uh, the word for God there is Elohim with a big E, and the definition of that is God Most High, which is the same definition of El Elyon. Yahweh there is what is used whenever it says Lord, and just, I'm telling you, go read just the first chapter of Job knowing that now, and you go, wait a minute, that is mind-blowing. How have we missed this? Um, I don't want to talk about how we've missed it, but I, I, think, I think we'll get into that later. So, uh, James says Yahweh isn't God. He is a God, I believe. The God is El Elyon, uh, which means God Most High, which is the one that Christ came and said, He is my Father. Uh, Christ never said Yahweh is His Father. He said He came from the Most High. He came from God the Father. Um, so, uh, James says, I'm asking. Yes, so that, that's what I believe, James. I don't know. Uh, I, don't, I cannot, I obviously can't prove that. This is new data that I literally discovered in the last, you know, 20 days or so. Uh, but the more I look into it, the more there is there. And why? And I had, a, had another guy on TikTok here argue with me, another creator who I love. Uh, I watch every video he posts. Love the guy. I won't call him out, but he's talking about well, why does it matter if Yahweh... Uh, people are saying Yahweh is Satan, and that, I don't believe that's true. I believe Yahweh is one of the 70 other gods uh, ascribed to the planet. You even look at the Hindu gods. There's Hindu gods. There's Hindu prophecies about the city that floats above uh, that will be revealed one day and then we talk about New Jerusalem it'll be revealed one day and it's going to float above uh, Israel and so I believe that there's 70 of these gods that are parked around the planet already invisibly or will be descending in the end times to take over their people and live in a sort of Eden where the 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 energy from the Most High flows back to and through the people. Uh, and God, Most High, is there fully on the planet, energizing, because we won't even need the sun at that point. We won't even need the day. Um, again, I don't have it worked out. I, I'm just saying, like, go read other cultural end times prophecies. Go read other cultural uh, celestial city ideologies. Um, because it's really important to understand that the New Jerusalem is not the only one talked about in spaceship form. And it's really, really interesting. So, uh, Revelation speaks of 24 elders, absolutely. And I, I don't begin to understand the hierarchies and who the elders are, and, but I do know that the extraterrestrials that we have experienced, we've seen, we've seen their technology. I don't think they're just other created beings that are living their own prophetic timeline out. I think that they're part of God's uh, angelic choir and glory. I think that they're part of the heavenly realms. And so this is what you need to know. What you need to know and what I need to know is that we are spirit and truth. Our flesh is not going to be perfected. Our sin is not going to be changed. But it is because we are spirit, and Christ came to return us to spirit so we can worship in spirit and truth. And our spirit is perfect. Our spirit is beautiful. Our spirit has been cleansed and washed and changed. And what he did on the cross, I believe, changed our very DNA, played a huge part in the fact that now our DNA has changed. Humanity as a whole has been changed 
and upgraded. You hear about these extraterrestrials upgrading DNA, upgrading humanity. And I believe Christ did that with his act. That blood was something interesting. And if you look, let me, last thing before I go. The blood of Christ. Then you look at the sacrifices given to gods all over the planet. All different cultures, they needed sacrifices, right? Okay. Watch a show called Secret of Skinwalker Ranch. Secret of Skinwalker Ranch is where they had all the cattle mutilations, and then they see UFOs there, and they've had energy vortexes and weird paranormal and supernatural happenings. I won't get into it. It's on my bio uh, if you want to go check it out. They, these things on this ranch that are in the sky are taking cattle and taking certain parts of the cattle and leaving with them or leaving the cattle without blood. And uh, I'm not trying to get graphic here because I, I like for people of all ages and walks to be able to listen to my content. So uh, I'll just leave it at that. But look in the Bible at all the sacrifices in the Bible and look at other cultures at all the sacrifices to their gods. Those are bloodthirsty gods and they need sustenance which I believe is in the flesh of men. I believe it's in the flesh of the animals on this planet. And I believe that we have to understand that there are some that are very, very evil that require the blood of men, and there are some that require the animals. Now, I say that not to freak anyone out, but I just say that to, I think, if you start to look you're going to see some correlation between the Old Testament sacrifices and the modern extraterrestrial experiences that cattle ranchers have uh, with something taking parts out of these cattle and even draining them of their fluids completely. Surgically even, just, just weirdly. Um, and then go look at all of these sacrifices in the Bible. And you tell me that that's a most high God. Because I don't think the wrath of El Elyon is what's being satisfied. I don't think that Christ ransomed us from his Father. He ransomed us from the gods. He ransomed us from Baal, from Yahweh, from Moloch. Yes, all of these other gods. Uh, thank you, James. Um, very, very, very important to understand this, guys. Do we really know that only 144,000 will be saved? Uh, that's in, like, the last, last days. Like, um, that's kind of coming out of uh, the tribulation and everything according to Revelation. So at that point, everyone will be so far away from it that it will only be 144,000. Could be an allegory. Could be a frequency some people have. Uh, you know, stated that that uh, 144 hertz or whatever um, is a frequency or something. So I don't know. That's above my pay grade, guys. But uh, God bless you, brother. Jesus be with you always. Uh, they will preach the gospel. Yes, absolutely. Uh, James says, uh, reach that truth. 200 fallen watchers, one third of the angels and Satan. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and that's what's interesting. You know, we have these 70 gods that were created from El Elyon, but then we have 200 watchers. That doesn't line up. Are the watchers a different line? Is that a different mythology? I don't know. I, don't, I haven't put all this together yet. But it's important for me to share and put all of this out here. And what are we looking at in the Bible that is in, intrinsically Hebrew culture, 
and what are we looking at in the Bible that is universal? Because I believe Christ came with a universal message, and a lot of the Old Testament is a inherently Jewish or Hebrew message. And that, I think, is something that changes the way we read Scripture. Now, in the Old Testament, there are some that are called the Order of Melchizedek. Look at Melchizedek. Um, we're going to talk a lot more about him as I learn about him. Uh, Christ is supposed to be the high priest of the Order of Melchizedek. That's a little, little detail we miss. Melchizedek was a priest of El Elyon, not Yahweh. So, you need to know, I need to know, that's why I titled it this today. Uh, we've got to know this stuff, guys. If we're going to go out and help people, because I'm telling you, there's been so much pain and suffering around me lately, I was just in tears all day yesterday. Stuff I cannot talk about publicly here. Stuff that would just make your stomach turn the way of what people do to each other, taking away things that can never be given back to people. People in my hometown, and this is not okay, guys. This is not okay. James, I would love to talk about it. I just can't talk about it on a public platform here. Um, and out of respect to the people that it happened to who are no longer with us, unfortunately. So I'll just leave it at that. Um, demonic, demonic things, guys. Pray. Pray for me. I mean, it, I, I have chills as I talk about it because I know the enemies at work. And I believe he's deceived even the church. And I want to keep this channel open. I want to keep it, you know... Uh, you know, strike free and all of that good stuff. So I, I don't get on here and try to push, but and I speak in code. So you guys hear the code that I talk about. When I tell you to look into something, look into it. I don't just say that. I don't just say, hey, go buy the book of Enoch in my shop so I can make money. I say that because I want you to have it on your shelf. And I want you to have it in your heart. And I want you to read Dr. Michael Heiser's book, Reversing Herman, and understand why... Christ is connected to Enoch because it's amazing. Eric, what is up, brother? Love you, man. Thank you for being here. Uh, I just now saw your comment. Sorry, my phone got dark and it's uh, getting bright out here again. So, anyway, I love you guys. I pray for all of you. We are one love, we are one universal faith in Christ. I don't care what walk of life you are, I don't care what religion you claim, I don't care if you're agnostic or atheist. We are in Christ because of what he did he came to ransom the entire world don't forget that that is not a church message that's not a Christian message that's a universal message Terry thank you for being here Javier what's up Steven thank you for being here anyway go check out the new website tell me what you guys think tubcooker.me James says great chat uh, really enjoyed Dr. Michael Heiser's work Rob says yes his, his work is amazing Eric says amen with some fire what's up man Let's go. Um, Lynn Claypool, thanks for being here. Anyway, I love you guys from the bottom of my heart. I'm going to post this on uh, Facebook and uh, YouTube and the podcast so you guys can go re-listen to it because there might be some little hidden clues in here that we all miss. I go back and re-listen because I feel like the Spirit talks through this and I learn stuff from it. So y'all go check it out. Uh, I'm just on break. Glad I caught you, brother. You have a blessed day. You too, Eric. Love you, brother. Uh, June gave hearts. Thank you, June. Uh, Aaron, great live. Thank you so much. 
Um, and seriously, I am doing this full time, guys. So anything you can do to help support this channel, uh, the new website has all the links and goodies. Uh, it's got all the ancient aliens I talk about. It's got all of the books of Enoch I talk about. It's got the musical instruments I play and the tie-dye kits that I use. Everything you guys need um, to just kind of keep going down the rabbit hole with me. So thank you guys for the support. I really appreciate that. And praise God, I got monetized on Facebook today. So I'm excited about that. Um, let's go. Let's do this. I'm stepping into what God's told me to do. I'm living on my savings. And we're just going to make this work, guys, because he's going to make it work. And you guys have stepped up. So thank you for that. I really, really appreciate your support. Anyway, God bless you guys. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Love you. Peace.